I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys are all feeling fine on this Sunday morning as we get ready to look back at yesterday's 4-0 thumping of the rancid Royals Reading. Brushed aside at the Valley by a great second half showing from the Addicts. Joining me to bask in the glow of that victory. First up, down the bottom, I'm not introducing Tom first after that display on his shirt, uh, is Ben Cloak. How you doing, Ben? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, what Tom's wearing puts me in uh, a worse mood. But let's focus on football. And uh, definitely good after a great win at the Valley yesterday. If Tom, if Tom wants to celebrate not getting to the semi-final, that's fine. Because because uh, Tom is wearing a Wales rugby shirt this evening. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Because uh, they embarrass themselves. Unlike England, who uh, are brave boys who got so close to the final yesterday. Uh, good, good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Yeah, I had a great time yesterday. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about rugby again, shall we? Like we yeah, were, like you wanted to on Thursday. Oh, I don't even like rugby. I don't know why you're bringing it up. Um, this is a football <laughs> pod. So on this week's show, then we will look back at yesterday's uh, 4-0 win uh, over Reading at the Valley. All the goals in the second half. We'll hear those goals uh, in a few moments' time. We will hear, of course, from the Addicts boss, uh, the still unbeaten Addicts boss, Mickey Appleton. We're going to hear from defender Lloyd Jones as well. In all the fun and games of scoring four goals in, in a single half for the first time since, I believe, Ipswich at home last season uh, in the league. Obviously, I think we did it against Villa last time out at the Valley, actually. Now, we, we had that conversation yesterday, didn't we, Ben? We forgot the last game. Um, uh, we'll hear from Lloyd-Jones because uh, a centre-back in a clean sheet is, is an important part of what happened uh, yesterday as well. We're going to hear from a guest fan uh, later on in the show, uh, Tom Brandhorst from the Mod Mag uh, is going to join us to chat all things at Charlton. We want to hear from you guys as well, loads of you. Uh, joining us in the chat already. Morning to uh, Ace Saunders, All Hell Let Loose, Keith, Josh, Rich, Ian, Paul, Sid's in there, Shiny Phil, uh, Dudley's in there, Andrew, Bob, Jay, and uh, yeah, loads of you joining us. Let us know what you made of yesterday's performance. Uh, leave your comments in the live uh, YouTube chat, or you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us uh, at Charlton Live. I'm sure plenty of you want to have your say uh, on uh, yesterday's uh, win. Um, Tom? Strictly football talk. Um, what, what did you make of uh, yesterday's game? It was a weird one, wasn't it? Like first half, half time, we were like, "Oh, same, same as it has been in a lot of the first halves recently." Second half, we we're like, "Hey, same as it has been in a lot of the second halves recently." That was a nice, nice way to end that game. Yeah, I think that's as clear a clear a summary of the two performances, or the sorry, the two halves of kind of the last six games because they've all been kind of like that but this was as extreme as it got I think I tweeted something like uh uh as dull as I remember at half time and then much more like it in the second half and yeah I thought I think Reading surprised me a little bit they were they were better than I was expecting they created 
I don't know about the better chances, but they certainly forced Ash into a couple of saves first half. We just didn't really click. And then that second half was a team that maybe want to look at getting promoted, playing a team who are down near the bottom, swept them aside. Very professional job. Uh, yeah, moved the ball a lot quicker, pressed them a lot better. Just had a bit of swagger about us in that second half. And I was saying to Amy, my wife, when we left, I was saying, like, when we were, she was laughing because we were singing, you've seen the chart and now F off home. Uh, and, you know, 4-0 on your big day out and all that. And I was like, if, if you want to get promoted, you've got to have a bit of arrogance. You've got to be have a bit of swagger about you. And in that second half, we did. And it goes back to your point on Thursday. How do we get that for 90 minutes? Clearly, we still haven't quite worked that out. But, uh, yeah, very solid performance. And look, we've scored four goals and won another game and kept a clean sheet. So, yeah, all round uh, a good result, obviously. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if we even need to bother with the 90-minute performances now that we were talking about on Thursday. Don't need them. Just smash it in the second half. Like, like I said on Twitter yesterday, we could actually apply to the EFL only to have 45-minute games, start them at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe we could send that to the Greenwich Council as well and just say, look, the parking zone, we're only going to be there for an hour or so. Just let us park wherever we want. Uh, that's my plan anyway to deal with the problem. Right, let's uh, hear the highlights then from uh, Charlton TV. Uh, your commentators, as always, were Greg Stubbley. And Terry Smith. Quickly into Alfie Mayer. It's a good touch inside to Louis Watson. Looks left to Blackie Taylor. That's a good ball. Blackie Taylor's touch isn't the greatest, but he's still got the ball on his right foot. To his left, crosses towards Anike! Wonderful cross! And there's Chicks Anike with the header. And Joan have been looking for a spark, and that's a bit of quality. Finding Anike. And Joan a 1 0 up. You're right, Greg, it needed the spark. And quality move from Charlton. Started on the right-hand side, and it switched over to Blackett Taylor, onto his left foot, picks out Chuxanike perfectly. But that started on the right-hand side, and a good move from right to left. The ball out from Louis Watson was inch perfect. Blackett Taylor just had to bring it under control, and he did superbly. Got it on his left foot, and the ball into Anike was absolutely Anike spot cuts on. in on his right foot. Across to Therese Campbell on the right-hand side. Thinks about a shot, takes oh! it! Oh! What a finish from Therese Campbell! Chuck... <laughs> Blackett Taylor cut in on the right. He thought he might offload with another stunner that he did the other night. Instead, teed up Therese Campbell, touched it to his right and unleashed an unstoppable strike beyond Button. And the addicts have a two-goal cushion. That's absolute class from Tyrese the Campbell. Blanket Taylor taking on Bindon. Goes past him to the byline. Ball back across for Alfie May. Oh, what a finish. Charlton get a third. Quality move from the addicts. The addicts now surely out of sight. It is a wonderful finish, Tell. Because it's not an easy one. But again, it's Blanket Taylor. His left-hand side. The space is really opening yeah, up now. Dobson under pressure. Just gets it, manages to get it to Campbell. He's trying to send Lieburn on his way. That's a lovely ball. Miles Lieburn into the penalty area. Miles Lieburn! Scores in front of the cover then once more and gets Charlton's fourth. Glorious ball from Therese Campbell to pick him out. Lieburn, absolutely no mistake. Another wonderful assist, Tell. What a ball from Tyrese Campbell. Charlton's academy delivering once again. There we go. That's the goals from uh, Charlton TV. Great commentary, as always, from Tom 
uh, and Ben, uh, no, from uh, Terry and uh, Craig there, uh, on the, Tom and Ben, terrible commentary uh, from you guys. Um, yeah, excellent, excellent game in the second half, Ben. Where, where should we start? Probably with Chooks and EK, maybe the, the biggest story for me yesterday. We went from the absolute delirium of Chucks getting his first goal uh, in, in just under a year. His last goal was that League Cup tie away at Stevenage last, last year when Ben Garner was still manager. It shows how, how long ago that was. Um, and yeah, to what happened afterwards with the injury, which was such a sour note for us. Hopefully, you know, we're hoping it's not going to be serious, but it's very early to, to try and tell that at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, that the highs and the lows for Chucks as always. Yeah, I, uh, I don't really want to focus on the injury as much. As you said, we're not sure what it is. Um, but I just thought, yeah, uh, it was a funny game for him yesterday. I don't think we got him in the game as much as we hoped to in that first half. Um, and I think that was down to their defending. I think they defended really well and um, isolated our threats because when you've got Tedich on the right wing, <clears throat> and as the comments are saying, he's not a right winger, is he now? If Aniki's out, maybe he'll get a go up front. Um, but they just isolated Corey, doubled up on him. Um, so when we did go down that side, I think they did very well. Um, so we didn't really use Chucks. We and, and the goal comes from bringing on Tyrese, having two threats down either side. Corey's then one-on-one with, the, with a defender. So patient with getting in the right cross and that... What a ball. I mean, Aniki couldn't miss, could he? He put it right on his head. And um, as you said, so pleased for him because he's played so well lately and not got the goal to back up his performances. Um, some shots just going wide. He hit the bar, didn't he, against Exeter as well. So getting that goal, as you said, massive boost for his confidence. Um, and then unfortunately, he pulls up with a hamstring strain there. So I really hope that, as usual, it, it's not the outcome that we expect with him. But... Um, yeah, let's hope for some good luck there and it's maybe just out of the Lincoln game and can be back for Bolton because I think we'll need him for that game because that's going to be a big game. But yeah, chuff for him that he got his goal. But yeah, sad with his uh, where he pulled up there. Yeah, as Sydney says, really hope that Chucks is okay. He looks very annoyed uh, as he walked off the pitch. He just has those hamstrings and it's upsetting. Uh, from just coming back to maybe being injured again, obviously, you know, unfortunately, that's a cycle we've become uh, used to with, with, with Chucks, you know, and, you know, feels so much for the player like you could see that the anguish on his face when, when he went down uh Charlton fans saying he's so good uh, but sad he's so unlucky um one, one of the main positives obviously un, under Michael has been the fact that we've had a really strong bench particularly up top Tom um so when when Chuck starts we can bring Lieburn on Lieburn scored two of his three league goals from the bench already this season uh vice versa I mean we saw the performance Chuck's put in against Blackpool wasn't it when he came off the bench and it was absolutely spectacular um that has been a big element of Michael Appleton's success the fact that we can play someone who's fresh and high quality for the last 25 minutes half an hour against tired defenders so I, I just pray that the fact that Chucks could be out now, I just fear it might take our edge away from us. A lot of people have made good points in the chat, though. It might actually force Michael into making a decision that I think a lot of us will hope he will make now in terms of let's get Tedich out of that right wing role and into the backup striker role and see if he can play the you know the super sub from the bench and get TC on the right. So while I was writing my takeaways last night, I was thinking uh, this could blunt us a bit because it's taken away our secret weapon of, of someone coming off the bench. But 
thinking about it out loud now, maybe it might just be a, a blessing in disguise in a different position and, and force Michael's hand in, into a, making a different decision. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I'd, um, I'd wanted to make that point on Thursday and I don't, I don't think we quite got time, but we've said it a few times on the pod. I don't think, I, I quite like what Tedic has to offer, but I don't think in that right of a three, he, he really works. And so, but, you know, prior to yesterday, when you're looking at it, you're thinking, well, if he doesn't want to play wide right, he's third choice down the middle. Uh, and obviously, that's that's going to mean he has to wait around. Now he's second choice, you would think, down the middle, depending on how long Chucks is out. And the second part of that conundrum, if you like, is how good TC has been when he's come on. And again, I know it's an impact and I know it's a 45 minutes, but I don't see any reason he can't do that for the full game. Like Ben says, it frees... CBT up on the other side as well. When you've got two pacey players like that, they don't know which way to look. And when we're doing that passing round the back, the sort of horseshoe, and you've got players then at the front of that horseshoe either side with pace to take their defenders on, you know, it, it makes it very, very difficult for any opposition. So, yeah, I'm obviously gutted for Chucks and I'd much rather he was fit. But I wonder without him there, now there's an opportunity for Appleton to just try that and see. Because if all of that starts to work, if, if Tyrese does start to get some, some starting minutes on, on Tuesday and or Saturday, if Tedic gets some opportunities maybe off the bench down the middle, I'd assume Miles will start, then uh, let's see how that works. I think what's, um, what's encouraging, not only if we scored four goals yesterday, but obviously we've scored a lot of goals at home throughout October. And that was a point that the, the club were making when they were trying to sort of push tickets for, for yesterday's game. Those goals have come from all sorts of players. You know, May's weighing in, Blackett Taylor's weighing in, Dobbo's weighing in with a couple. Uh, Tyrese getting off the mark yesterday. I can't think if he scored already yet this season, but there's goals throughout the team. And and as Ben said, Anike hadn't scored until yesterday, although he'd been hugely involved in it. So, yeah, of course it's a negative that he's injured, but I think we have to look at the positives and the opportunities there because we're still unbeaten in this period. We're still on a good run of form. We've got options all over the pitch and... I don't think this is enough to derail that, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, gutted for him. But I think there are options there. And I'm interested to see what, what Mickey does going into the next couple of games now. Yeah, that was TC's first league goal yesterday. He scored away at Crawley in the Papa Pizza, whatever it's called. Uh, all hell let loose, saying the Simway and Campbell. Uh, the answer on the right now, Saunders saying, yeah, slightly frustrating watching Tedich on the wing as he only really offers physicality, not pace. However, it's positive to see uh, there is attempts to play him over the top down the right-hand side. I do ask Michael about the situation with, with Campbell and Tedich. Uh, in the interview, we can hear what he says. Um, I mean, Alex is saying, hope Appleton has finally worked out that Tedich on the right doesn't work, has to start TC, and now uh, we have a need of another strike on the bench. So in a weird way, maybe it's all going to come together because our hand's going to be forced on that. But, you know, obviously we'd much rather that Chucks is, is fit and... Uh, and raring to go uh, and like we say it's very early days TC has to be starting every game that's from uh, that's from Keith I mean that goal I I, I like TC I've always liked him I, I I didn't know he had that in his locker though Ben I mean that was a ridiculous strike we've been treated to some pretty good goals down the covered end in the last uh, the last few weeks haven't we yeah we have mate um and whereas I know Button's come in for a lot of criticism from Reading fans lately um, there was no way he was stopping that, was there? Um, again, the patient build-up from CBT. Uh, I really think that's a massive change in how he's playing this season. Before you'd see him go down the wing and then just either have a shot, go widely wide or across it would hit the first defender. He was so patient with that build-up. 
Um, he could have, I think Louis Watson came across as well wanting the ball, but then you thought, is he going to bend it in like he did against Blackpool? But no, he slid across to TC, as you said. And um, yeah, I, I didn't expect him to hit it like that. That was an amazing shot. Keeper had no chance. Um, he, I think his first goal for the club was a little bit similar. The way he just like smashes it. Um, I think he smashed it into Rufinet. I can't remember who it was against um, last season. But um, yeah, great to see him adding goals to his game. Um, and obviously, I think we'll come on to it, but a great assist for Mars's goal as well. So, yeah, as, as I said earlier, I think having two options on the wings, because they're such a crucial position for us, since we get all our goals like that, that um, having him coming into some good form is is massive for us. And uh, yeah, look, if, if it is that with the injury, at least now we can see him come into his own a little bit more. And um as uh, all hell let loose said, you got a Simway there waiting in the wing. I thought he came on well when he ca- uh, he he played well when he came on, um, offering that competition. Um, so yeah, now really pleased with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually that assist for for Lever, and probably another thing I didn't know he had in his locker because you know f- for me like TC's always been about pace, trickery, get to get to the byline, get across him, but a long range shot and and a pass, the quality of which. You know, probably matches that one we saw from Chem Campbell earlier on in the season for Alfie May. I think it was against Fleetwood. Um, yeah, that was again not not something I knew that TC has, but excellent, excellent play from him. Uh, excellent finish from from uh, Leeburn, uh, as you come to expect. I mean, we're talking about assists. We got we had the assist king uh, on the pitch yesterday, Corey Blackett Taylor. He was really quiet in the first half, and he's like, "I need to up my game." You know what I do? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make three assists in the second half. Charlton fans saying he needs a new contract. He's the best player in the division. Ten goal involvements uh, in twelve games. Um, I mean, someone someone said it earlier up uh, in in the chat. I try and find it that um, you know, he's it, Corey's really silencing. Yeah, Rich Rich says it here. Nice to see Corey silence the end product doubters yesterday. For now, at least. Well, he's done that by adding end product to his game. He'd done it in the second half of last season before I get injured. And he's done it massively at the start of this season. That's how you silence the doubters, by doing it. Yeah, and I think I think the doubters, you know, they have reason. We maybe have reason to say what we were saying up until last season. He, he'd shown glimpses, um, but he hadn't shown it consistently. And, and that end product, I think, was lacking. He's absolutely right. It's not now. Uh, and I'm kind of running out of things to say, to be honest, about him because it's the same every week. He is just unbelievable. Uh, ever since that late in Orient game, I haven't seen a defender properly manage him, certainly not for a full game. And he's just going from strength to strength. He's got He's got a little bit of everything. He's got the pace. He's got the skill. He's doing more of the tracking back when he needs to now as well. And as we've just said, he's he's got end product now. So... I agree. I don't know if I could single him out as the best player in the division, but he's certainly part of the conversation and that's where you want to be. Um, And I don't know what his contract situation is, but we should be looking at securing that because at the very least, if he is going to go, we want to get a a nice fee for him. But I'm hoping that isn't the case. I'm sure there will be people circling in January. There was talk of people circling in in the summer. But um, whatever happens, let's enjoy him while he can because... So a player like that, a bit like Jez last season, who was obviously a jewel in a pretty turgid side, Corey in a in a better side could be the difference between us making the playoffs and not. So, uh, yeah, just another phenomenal performance from him, and and long may it continue. Mm, yeah, I mean, Dean Chapman saying opposition scouts must be scratching uh, their heads at the moment how to stop the attack rather than just doubling up on CBT, and that's something you mentioned yesterday, Ben, as we we're walking out of the fans bar. You felt 
the introduction of TC on the other side gave Reading two problems to think about, one on either side. So maybe that left them a little bit more stretched and opened the game a bit up for us a bit. Yeah, totally, mate. I think um, we were just, it, it reminded me of that Exeter game when we looked to the team sheet and we're like, wow, Appleton's going attacking here. How's this going to work? And then it kind of didn't work because we had a massive gap in between the defence, two players in the middle, and then just four or five of them across the line. Um, and it seemed a little bit like that yesterday. It was a bit static. Um, there was one ball over the top where Tedic could have done better with his shot. But other than that, they just knew the areas for, to target us. They knew how to isolate and nullify our threats. Um, and then, and until that second half, I mean, Appleton obviously saw that by making the sub straight away. And it, and it helped. And it helped um, with Terrell getting forward a little bit more as well. He was left a little bit alone. Um, because uh, he's not the best getting forward. But when he gets that ball, at least he had time to make a few good passes yesterday. And Watson and Asimway, it just freed us up a little bit more because we we can become a bit too predictable, can't we? Um, but yeah, some of their defence, that Abby, I thought he was a brilliant player for them. I looked, he's only 20 years old. And um, there were times yesterday where I think he just bossed us a little bit at the back there. Um, but yeah, as, as that Reading reporter said that we had on, um, if we do get that goal, it might turn into a 2-3-4 because their confidence low. Um, and it did turn out that way. But uh, that that shot by May as well, I think that's gone under the radar. The way he's hit that, stopped on the volley and, and fired in. And, and again, yes, his energy was there all game. I think it's a different position for him, isn't it, as well? He was getting a little bit frustrated in that first half, but then they kind of drop off him, don't they? And in that second half, we've seen it last few games and he kind of has like a free role there to just like run in and out the area and they miss him. No one picks him up. Like for his goal, yeah. just don't pick him up. It's, fun, it's funny, I was thinking after, so we hear the interview with Michael shortly, I was thinking after it, like, I feel I feel bad for someone like Alfie because because he just scores goals consistently and he does what he does consistently. I, feel, I don't feel the need to ask Michael about it every week. Probably the same with Corey as well yesterday, like, I don't think I even mentioned Corey because we've spoken about him every week so far. But that doesn't mean it's, it's like we, we should, like you say, let it go under the radar. And it was a fantastic finish from Alfie May. Eight for the season now uh, already. We're in October, by the way. That's mad. <laughs> that is mad that we've got striker uh, doing bits like that. Uh, Tony Dimmed on Twitter uh, saying, great performance and a clean sheet to boot. The defenders were great, as was uh, Ashley uh, Maynard Brewer when needed. Everyone played a part. The bench is solid and that squad could easily rock it. Uh, up the table. It's beginning to feel like a real team effort and Apple's uh, has uh, us playing good football. Yeah, you know, again, I say it to Michael about eight minutes into the interview, it feels like you're like, I should probably mention the fact we've got a clean sheet because it because it was such a fun, rampant display in the second half. I wanted to talk about attackers because that's what I love. You know, and I, I've never been a massive fan of defenders, but yesterday was a bit better, you know, gave up a couple of chances from corners. I think there was one that Harvey Nibs absolutely should have done better would have started to Second half. In the first half, most of their chances were long-range shots, which I'm not overly concerned with. Sometimes they'll go in, but we didn't give away too much. So certainly a, a step in the right direction. First clean sheet at home um, since the opening day against Leighton Orient. And we'll, we, we know we need more of those. So, yeah, long may that continue, Tom. Yeah, I think if you look at where we, where we were in the sort of first five or six games of this season to where we are now, massive improvement. I called for the consistency with regards to Tene Watson and obviously across that back four, it's been relatively consistent now for a few weeks. I think obviously Hector made his mistake against Blackpool, held his hands up. I thought he looked a little bit better yesterday. Um, 
And maybe even if all of those players are just growing by three or 4% every week, that's going to build and build and build, right? And and that's encouraging. I was delighted that we ended up with a clean sheet. As you say, if they had scored at the end, it, you know, it weren't going to change the result. But I think it was important for us to keep that clean sheet because of everything that has gone on previously with that defensive display. So, yeah, I think I know. You, I don't know if we're going to hear the Lloyd Jones interview later, but I know you mentioned him. I think he's been brilliant, and we've spoken a lot about him. And I think he is, uh, yeah, probably the standout player in that back line at the moment. But I think across the board now, they are just slowly, week by week, making improvements. And I think that's a point I wanted to make just generally about Appleton. Is I know he's got a slightly bigger squad than Dean had, but he is getting the most out of these players. Um, you know, he's not got revolutionary players. He hasn't brought in Messi and Ronaldo into this side. You know, he's brought in some good players, but he's just getting more out of them than than I think Dean did, much as I like Dean. Whether that's down to tactics, whether that's down to man management, I'm not sure. But uh, obviously winning breeds the confidence as well. And, and we're seeing that across the back four now. Um, we've had a lot of home games. It'll be interesting to see when we go away on Tuesday night how we get on. But uh, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, really important to get that clean sheet uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, Charlton fans saying, well, Miles Lieburn stay in January, 19 years old, 50 games already. He's been fantastic. Yeah, it was his 50th yesterday. Again, uh, I asked a question to Mickey yesterday, just, uh, you know, because it's, it's, it's a question that needs to be asked, doesn't it, about what we think could happen with Miles in, in January. We saw what happened with Mason Burstow going to Chelsea. Uh, in a January, he did come back, of course, on loan. Uh, Dean saying there were two players charging down every ball, put their bodies on the line rather than standing off, as we have done uh, in the path. And uh, as Keith said, Jones outstanding uh, at the back. And we will hear from Lloyd Jones later on in the show. We're going to hear from Mickey Apples right now. The Addicts boss uh, came to speak to me after yesterday's 4-0 win uh, over Reading. This is what he had to say. Congratulations. Uh, another emphatic win here at the Valley. You must be very pleased with that second half display in particular. Yeah, because it was it was a hard fought one. Um, you know, obviously Reading, we know the troubles that they got off the pitch at this moment in time, which makes them sort of more dangerous, really, because there's a no really not much really expectation on them, um, and there's a difference playing with no expectation and you know an expectation to 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 try and win and go on to win the game every week like we, like we've got here. So um, for the lads to sort of deal with it in the first half but then I think once that sort of first goal went in um, yeah it was almost a, a belief and almost a switch to sort of you know really look to play forward and play and play forward with a purpose it's certainly a, a ruthless side that we've we've seen from your team quite a bit over the last few weeks like the exit again when they went down to 10 you, you put four past them you've done it again today against the Reading side as you said who've struggled but that's obviously not of Charlton's concern no absolutely no I mean you know you know, one of the sort of questions we we asked ourselves before the game is making sure that we've got the same desire to want to go again and 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 sort of play on the front foot. Um, you know, sometimes when you get teams in a position like Reading are and you go ahead, there can be a tendency to take your foot off a little bit and allow them to get back into the game. And fortunately, we didn't do that. You know, we have to be ruthless. We have to have that sort of killer instinct that when you see. The opposition on the back foot or on the ropes a little bit. Make sure you sort of utilise that and um, use it as, as a strength rather than a weakness. See a massive plus point to see Chucks off the mark for the season, followed by a, a massive disappointment for him personally and, and for yourself as well, pulling up injured soon after. What can you tell us about his, his problem there? We don't know anything at the minute. Obviously, we'll know in the next 48 hours or so what, what the situation is, whether it's a, a strain, a pull, whatever. Um, 
yeah, obviously whether it's for just fatigue, we'll know more in the next 48 hours. But obviously, yeah, delighted that he got this goal. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, obviously disappointed to see him sort of have to come off. Um, you know, and listen, it was one of them where we certainly wasn't expecting him to get through 90 minutes today. Um, but yeah, we certainly was hoping that, um, you know, we'd, we'd get a situation where we'd be able to bring him off uh, with sufficient time to know that he's still going to be available for Tuesday. That still might be the case. I don't know. I'm, I'd rather be positive rather than negative, but let's see what happens in the next 48 hours. Is that, I guess, always the issue with Chucks is you have to balance when, when he can start games and, mm. and when he comes off the bench and, and, and perhaps that was part played a part in what happened today. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I mean, like, look, and we're, we're always going to have that, so that's not going to go away. Um, you know, he, he felt really good this week and, um, yeah, he was ready to play today and... Um, I just didn't I, actually it was through no fault of his own I didn't think we worked the ball into him in, nowhere near enough in that first half there was opportunities to wrap the ball into his feet and we, we turned down the opportunity so I tried to get the players and encourage the players to do that a little bit more in the second half whether we did or not obviously I'll look back at the video but for him to get his goals uh, is, is a big plus point Tyrese Campbell's goal was, was just fantastic uh, finish into the top corner obviously he came off the, the bench I mean is he giving you a a headache there. Obviously, you've had Tedic starting on that right-hand side as well. Two different types of players. Yeah, no, definitely, and that's the that's the whole point of having a, a squad and a squad capable of competing. You know, three games a week on a regular basis. So, um, looked two weeks ago, three weeks ago, TC would have drove inside and tried to hit that one with his left foot. I can't tell you how hard we've been trying to work with him to striking it early with his left foot because he. He's one of those players, and there's not many around, that doesn't need much bat lift. So it's very, very difficult to defend against. But it's just giving him the confidence, really, and the courage to, to be able to do that because he tends to drive inside, which makes him a little bit more predictable. And I'd like to think now that gives him the confidence to know that he can go either side of the defender. How much potential do you think TC has? I mean, he's good good mates with Jez Raksaki, who was obviously with Charlton last season, um, and great player to learn from in that, in that similar position. But we've seen... Fits and starts from TC end of last season, start of this one. Yeah, no, he's, he's got fantastic potential. As as you know, Nathan, um, Miles, and all the other young players at the club, Karoy. We've just got to try and create a platform that allows them to, to to fulfil that potential. And sometimes you can create a platform and an environment for them to do that. Sometimes they don't do it. You know, at some point you have to take the reins off, and it's down to them. Now he's making all the right signs and making all the. Um, the right progression. Um, as, as the other lads I mentioned, um, today was his day. I hope it's his day again on Tuesday and on Saturday and um, we're talking about obviously someone who's doing it on a regular basis. Yeah, um, good finish from Miles again coming off the bench. I mean, he's, he's quite the option to have mm. to have a, as, as backup. I mean, is, is he another one that you think when, when it comes to sort of January there'll be there'll be bigger teams sniffing around because he has, again, got the sort of potential the likes of Mason Burstow had a couple of years ago, perhaps? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's the case. And obviously, you know, it's one of them where it's not that we don't welcome that because ultimately as a football club, you want you want to have the, the, the best players or the potentially best players in the league. And with that comes interest from bigger clubs. Um, you know, I think from our point of view, we see it as a positive um, because at the end of the day, he's, it, he's our player and we get to decide what we do with him. Um, so for him to come off the bench today and it wasn't just his goal I thought he, he was really value uh, in terms of his performance as well you know he made Button make a big big save as well just before he scored his goal um, it wasn't unnoticed the pass from TC and the build up to it um, 
And listen, at the end of the day, you know, he's, he's put the, the burners on as well because the kid, Nelson Abbey, for them, I thought he was outstanding today. Um, you know, I thought time and time again, he, he was the, certainly the one that if we looked dangerous and we thought we were going to get in, he was the one who fought it us a little bit. So for him to put the burners on and, and sort of get in behind him, it was uh, impressive. Go under the radar because it's such a good attacking display, but it's another clean sheet at mm. the Valley, the first one since the opening day in the league, and that's important. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm sitting here speaking to you, talking about how good we were attacking because they're the type of questions you're asking me. <clears throat> but if you ask the, the players, what was the one thing I spoke about in the dressing room after it, and what was the one thing that pleased me more than anything, it was a clean sheet because we had to work hard at times to keep a clean sheet. And, you know, the likes of George Dobson, Scotty Fraser, etc. they put the bodies on the line with shots from the edge of the box, just outside the box. And you've got to do that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, ready on a decent side. We said that before the game. So, yeah, loads of pleasing things, but to get another clean sheet and score four goals, it's very difficult to, to grumble about anything. Yeah, great momentum to take into Tuesday, where I imagine you'll get a good reception, a better reception than you did from one of your other previous sides recently uh, up at Lincoln. So. I hope so, I hope so. You never know, do you, like <laughs> football these days? Uh, you never know. But um, no, I, listen, I had three really good years there and obviously one nearly incredibly special year um, with a really good group of players. So... Yeah, I'll go there with an open mind and yeah, see what happens. So what, the one thing I guess that Charlton haven't had this season, I guess, is, is the performances on the road in terms of wins. So that's uh, there's no better time to try and start now with the momentum you have got from these home wins. Definitely, yeah, yeah, and obviously from a confidence point of view, to games like today um, go a long way. So you know, hopefully that'll be the case on Tuesday. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts, I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the break there, we heard from Mickey Apples after he continued his unbeaten start uh, to life in charge of the addicts. Um, all hell let loose has made a, a very fair point. <laughs> we haven't mentioned uh, Dan Carnu yet yesterday uh, on loan at South End now. Initial, I think it's a 28-day loan at first. Um, 
I mean, they'll be eager to extend it. Four goals yesterday uh, in, I think it was a 5-0 win against Solihull. Fantastic return for uh, Dan and obviously delighted for him. Um, if you watch his interview uh, with the South End media team after, uh, he was talking about how he'd gone, he, he sort of had it in, in mind that he wanted to aim for his first senior hat-trick while he was on loan at uh, South End. So that's incredible confidence, but he, he has it because he knows he can do it. And they're fantastic for Dan. And, you know, when... When Carlin went off on loan um, to Crawley, he'd had he had just started looking like a first team player with us in the first half of that season. Went and scored nine goals on loan at Crawley and came back the finished product. And then it's the same with Dan. So he started this season. You know, he scored that great header, didn't he? I can't remember which game it was um, early on in the campaign, maybe Port Vale or someone. Um, but he has started to look more all rounded, more ready to play first team football. And I think this loan spell will, will help him massively. And, and when he comes back. Yeah, that'd be another option off the bench that we are uh, we are well stocked with uh, at the moment. Alex pointing out uh, international breaks have meant that most of our matches uh, so far have been at home. Eight out of twelve. I guess we need to see where we are after this is balanced out. Still waiting uh, for an away win, and that's a very fair point. And, and hopefully Tuesday will be the place to to get that. Um, who would like to see a graph? I know you guys are all desperate for it. Tom's got a smile on his face. He loves a graph. Uh, let's bring it up onto the onto the stage there. So. Um, Charlton, currently, if we uh, repeated our points per game that we've had over the course of the season, uh, we would finish on 69 points, which would still be short of the playoffs. But bear in mind, we had five games under Dean Holden where we only took three points. Uh, under Mickey Appleton, if we continued his points per game, as you can see on the red line here, uh, we'd be absolutely flying. Let, let's have a quick conversation about playoffs, Tom. What what, what are you saying? It's, it's very... It, it's early in the season to be having this conversation. The graph gives you a, an indication of if we're on track yet, and we're certainly getting close to being on track. Uh, is it too early to say we're, we're contenders again now? I don't think so. Uh, it, it's obviously later than the start of the season when we were talking about it. And I think at the start of the season, I I said playoffs is, is minimum as far as I'm concerned. I haven't seen anything so far that makes me think that's not possible. Of course, there's a lot that has to go right, but you look at the way we're playing um, and the performances and the goals we're scoring, defence being shored up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's all there for us. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions with between ourselves and also with lots of the opposition people we've had on the pod about whether this is a, a weaker league and maybe we can ask Tom about that when, when he comes in as well. But um, yeah, I think the league is there for us if we can if we can take it. And I think... I think, it, yeah, I think we've got a good chance. Obviously, we still need uh, to sort out the away form. But as I think that point was made, we have only had four away games. So I'm not too worried about that. I think Mickey's drawn both his away games. And I think, look, if you win your home games and draw away, you're going to be in a pretty good place. That's averaging two points a game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's all there for us. Of course, there's something that has to go right. I see Dean just still saying, thinking we can make the top two. I don't think that's out of the question. It's a long way to go. But yeah, the the league, I don't think, is as strong as it has been. Um, and obviously, we've just got to keep this form up. So yes, there's a long way to go. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but there's definitely enough in this side to to say to me that we can do it for sure. Yeah. So in the, the real life table, we're currently sitting 10th, having played 12 on 18 points. In 6th for Stevenage, having played 14. So uh, played two more games than us on 22 points. So four points. Uh, ahead of us. Second are Oxford, who've also played 12, so same amount of games of us uh, as us, and they're 10 points ahead of us. So, I mean, it's, it's a big gap to make up even at this early stage. 
Uh, but I mean, like I say, if we continue the sort of form we've been showing under under Mickey so far, uh, oh, I'm not going to get carried away. I don't think we're going to make the top two personally. But there we go. Let's let, let let's uh, let's dream while we can. Let's hear from a defender, shall we? Lloyd Jones uh, played a big part uh, in yesterday's uh, clean sheet. He came to speak to me uh, after the game. This is what he had to say. Asked Michael loads of questions about the team going forward, but he wanted to talk about the clean sheet because that was the most important thing today, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, something um, we haven't had a lot of this season and I think, you know, it felt really good to keep it. Um, I don't know when our last clean sheet was. Shrewsbury. Uh, Shrewsbury. So, yeah, not too long ago, but, you know, I think we need to keep a little bit more. We've been conceding uh, one goal and being relying on our attackers, so it felt really good. Yeah, is that a big morale booster then for for defence uh, to, to get one today? Yeah, definitely. Even you know, even Terrell Hex last minute when they had that free kick, we were shouting for the clean sheet, and yeah, it just drives us into Tuesday. How much of a, of a frustration has that been so far this season, not being able to keep those shutouts? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think you know when the opposition have had like a spell, or when we've been on top, we've seemed to have conceded um, and made it obviously difficult for ourselves. Um, so, but I think as the season goes on, and you know we're keeping the same sort of formation and the way of playing, then. Um, yeah, I don't know the word I'm looking for because I'm tired. But um, consistency. Yeah, yeah, consistency, we just keep it going. Yeah, because uh, I mean that, that's something that one of the guys on our podcast says a lot, that con- having a consistent back line he feels can help. Is that something you, you feel could help the side going forward? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, when you know um, you keep shopping and changing um, partners or whatever, it, it can be a bit difficult. And the more you play with someone, you get to know what, you know, what they, they're good at, what their strengths are and what you know, they like. So, um, yeah, I think it does help. As a backline, obviously not today, where it was a good performance. There have, there have been like sort of individual and, and collective moments where the, the side has switched off. How has Michael tried to iron them out? Because it certainly feels like it's it's got a bit better since he's come in. Yeah, I think we just you know at the start of the season, um, it was a you know it was individual error. Sometimes you can't do much about that, but I think we've switched on a lot more now and tried to be a bit more resilient. And I think you're seeing that. Have you found it yourself at Charlton? I mean, a lot of fans have been raving about your performances since you've come in. Have you sort of rated your own your own displays? Um, yeah, I've loved every minute of it. Um, everything I expected. I'd like to be a bit higher in the league. But um, I think I found it difficult the first couple of games to get going. I wasn't happy with my personal performances. I didn't think I was playing bad, but I knew I had a bit more to offer. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm fit now. And I think the last few games, I've probably felt as good um, as I have and you know, I've got good players around me, so it makes it a lot easier. Also, it's a, a bit of a change of environment coming from a club, you know, done superb to stay up the, the way they did last mm. season and, and get up into, into League One a couple of years before, but into a club that would the fans expect promotion from League One. What's the, yeah. what's the difference like? Um, obviously, more pressure. You know, when you play at home, um, you know, the stadium speaks for itself. Um, there's pressure to win every week. Obviously, I didn't really have that as much last year. Um, well, we did in the last 10 games because we were right down there, but... Um, you know, the fans expect um, us to be up there um, with the team we've got. I I expect us to be up there, so that comes with a bit more pressure. But you know, it's something I relish and really like. I guess um, a lot of people say when you don't keep clean sheets, obviously the team has to go forward and score a few more goals. We've, mm. we've seen over the last few weeks that we probably haven't needed the clean sheets as much because yeah. it must be fun playing behind a, a forward attacking line like that. Yeah, it definitely makes my job a lot easier. Um, you know, when you got the, I think. The front four scored today, um, or front four players was really good for them and good for the team. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely makes my life a lot easier. But um, you know, I pride myself on clean sheets and being as solid solid as we can. But listen, if we've got to win a game four one 
or 3-1, I'll take that over a 0-0. Yeah, uh, momentum's building really nicely and obviously unbeaten since Michaels came in and the game before that as well. How are the, the squad feeling? Are they looking upwards at the playoff places? Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, the start, like I keep saying, the start of the season was very disappointing. And um, I actually think we was in most of the games apart from maybe one one half at Oxford. Um, and, you know, Peterborough, I don't think we was at our best. Um and it's just been individual errors that have cost us, I think. Um, but obviously, you know, you've seen, you know, we scored four against, I thought, a decent side today. I know they're down there, but, they had, you know, they gave us a good game. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking up. Yeah, I mean, the, the second half display today was obviously excellent. I think the, the first half, I think Michael might have wanted slightly more. And we've seen that as a bit of a recurring theme recently. Mm. Second halves have been better. Is, is there something that Michael does at halftime that, that he should do just before the game? Um not not really. No, I don't think so. Um, sometimes we haven't started as quick as we would have liked. Um, but we know with the attacking players we've got, um, you've always got a chance that last 20 minutes because how athletic they are and the quality they've got. Yeah, how's um, Chuck's in the in the dressing room? Obviously scored a great goal today, mm-hmm. unfortunately with his injuries. Just wondering how the lads are sort of grouping around him to keep his spirits up. Yeah, I'm buzzing he scored. You know, he's worked hard to get back. Um I haven't actually seen him, so I don't know what he's done. Um, but I'm sure, obviously, the physio department and all the lads would be round checks anyway because, you know, he's an absolute handful. And, yeah, I sit next to him changing room and he's a good lad. Yeah, Obviously, up against one of your former teammates today, obviously, Sam was, I think, playing his first game for, yeah. for Reading. Was it, is it quite a strange feeling to be playing against someone you've played with for so long? Um, yeah, I think it helped me, though. I don't think it was... Because I know Sam, I know, like, his qualities and stuff. And, you know, he's probably not up to fitness. Uh, same with Nibs. Um on the left wing, but I didn't really come up against him too much. But, um, yeah, sort of knew his qualities, but I think that was his first game back, so I'm not going to say too much. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday at Lincoln, obviously, Charlton's home form, very good. Away form, not as good as it as it could have been, and that's mm. a chance to put that right on Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that's put us in a really good state to go to go away to Lincoln and prove a point of, you know, we're here, we want to keep climbing the table, and it would be nice to, I think, get our first away win. So, yeah, I really, yeah, I really want to win Tuesday. There we go. That's Lloyd-Jones uh, after yesterday's a clean sheet, you know, and, and he has had a, a very good start to his time uh, at the Valley. Um, and, yeah, uh, the, the only thing I thought at the very end of that interview, I was like, I'm glad I don't have to do pre-game interviews too often because then the player, us and I asked, would you like to win on Tuesday? And the player goes, yeah, I'd like to win on Tuesday, please. And we get nothing out of it. But, yeah, it's um, a, a chance to put things right on the road on Tuesday, which we're hoping for. But, right, let's uh, bring in our guest fan, I think. Uh, Tom has been waiting in the uh, waiting room for way too long. I forgot how long those interviews were. So Tom Brandhorst uh, from, well, the uh, FSA mag, uh, fanzine of the year, Mod Mag, uh, joins us now. How are you doing, Tom? Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm very good. Thank you. Excellent stuff. So um, uh, we'll, we'll speak a little bit about Mod Mag uh, later on in the show, of course, but um, give us your thoughts on, on yesterday's performance. Um, one thing I'd, I'd like to put to you is why why are we so inconsistent between halves? I mean, it's it's real nitpicking when you've won 4-0, but I just can't put my finger on exactly why it happens. I think you're underestimating the tactical genius of uh, Michael Atkinson there, Louis. Um, I think the reason, in my eyes, is that yesterday was a, was a masterclass in my books because I think he's looking at what he's got to play with and what what his key issues are and his two key issues he solved very well yesterday number one our defence is obviously probably our weakest area and he knows that uh, if we come out all guns blazing in that first half we score early on and we're suddenly under pressure 
which maybe with a team like Reading, we're not going to have because obviously they're, they're a bit crap. But with other teams, um, I think we're definitely going to invite that pressure. We aren't going to withstand it. And there's a world in which we go 1-0 up and then we can't, we can't withstand the pressure. So he tactically, like you said, played very, very uh, sort of lethargically throughout the whole first half. We've not really put much effort in, only kicking in in 60 minutes so that we can uh, finish strongly, bring a lot of subs on and hit them hard and, and win the game 4-0. And then I think the second thing, which you touched on earlier as well, is just his um, his striker selection issue, which I think Tedic playing on the on the right isn't right, isn't isn't good, we've discussed. And tactically leaving an EK on for too long because he knew he was going to pull something, um, which makes his life a lot easier when it comes to picking the team next next week. So I think, yeah, it was good. And uh, that that's that's it's tactical in my eyes. I'm sure it isn't, but I like to think that it is. So that that Chuck's injury is all part of the plan, then. In that case, it's all part of the plan. Yeah. Good. I look forward to seeing that. Um, I was talking about it just whilst you were in the waiting room, Tom, and I, I want to ask you what what do you make of? Because we've talked a lot about our feeling that the the league is weaker, but maybe we're we're underestimating it a bit. What's your impression based on what you've seen so far? Um, rest of the season how it's going to shape up just just whether the league is is weaker than it has been in previous seasons based yeah. on obviously what we've seen in in recent games i think i mean it's funny actually i happen to have a chat with um big charlie methven himself through through a work conversation he said pretty much the same thing before the season started that he was quietly confident because of how weak league one this was this year was this year all the big clubs have been promoted everyone that's left has either got financial issues such as reading or is a bit weaker so I think that is true, and I definitely think it's Portsmouth to lose and someone like Charlton's to to kick on and try and make something out of. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of decent teams kicking on, um, like they say Oxford, even Stevenage being in, in the playoffs now. And um, I think it'll all come down to January, to be honest, and what happens there for us and for other clubs, whether we get raided, whether you know someone like Oxford star players push on somewhere else or... Uh, who can who can have the depth to, to to win it? And I think we're in a pretty good place because we have got pretty good depth. And you like to think our owners are smart and rich enough to be able to solve any issues that arise in January. So, yeah, I think it is a good season to be for this all to be happening. Hi, Tom. Um, I was just going to say, I think last few weeks we've mentioned how um, I think we found it a bit more exciting. Um, I think that those two goals in quick succession against Blackpool. I remember I was going nuts when Corey scored that goal um, and obviously we're scoring a lot of goals lately. Have you felt like that as a fan, like you're coming away feeling like, really excited going into the next game? Um, do you think Appleton's brought that um, kind of exciting factor to us now a bit more? Yeah, I think I definitely, definitely. I mean, you, you kind of take it for granted a little bit. You forget with scoring four goals two games in a row is a rarity at the Valley. Um, and I think yeah, don't forget how, how bad stuff has been over the past few years. So I think it's definitely way more exciting by comparison. And the fact we're scoring goals, the fact it's young kids, you know, once again, take it for granted, it's Lee Byrne and Campbell on the score sheet. Um, and Alfie May is just an exciting player. I think I haven't seen a striker like that for a long time. And even, I know you're talking about that goal. I agree, it was very under, like kind of gone under the radar. He is that sort of player where he'll just squeeze an incredible finish out of, any situation he's put in, like a little sort of predatorial shark. And I think that's fun. It's exciting to watch. It's certainly more exciting than whatever Jaden Stockley was doing last season. So, yeah, um, I think people... I'd like to think the crowd are going to be 
galvanized going to the home attendances will keep steadily rising and um yeah it'll be a good atmosphere yeah, there was attendances. One thing that still needs to be it's slightly down on last year based on like announced attendances currently, but there's still time for that to change. Uh, unless Greenwich Council have their say, of course, as, as, as a lot of people have been speaking about recently. Um, we, we want to want to talk about Mod Mag, of course. Um, it was about this time last year that you guys were up on the podium picking up your your Fanzine of the Year award. Um, you know, going from strength to strength. And what, what what's uh, what's the plans for the next issue? I noticed that. Uh, Mr. Apples uh, had a copy of it at the training ground the the other day. So is is he going to feature heavily in the next one? He he did. Yes, there is um, an interview with um, Mickey Apples in issue twelve, um, as well as an exclusive interview with um, Andy Reid, who's our cover star. He's going to be chatting about giving the lowdown quite candidly, actually offering quite a lot of juicy insight into why it didn't work under Dowie that cursed relegation year generally with Les Reid Pardew, and then his thoughts and sort of. Uh, intimate memories from people like Jerome Thomas, Darren Ambrose, Dennis Ramadal, etc. His interview with Sean Bartlett as well, life down in Cape Town and looking back on the past a bit. And then the wonderful Steve Charnock has done a great job sticking up for the, the tunnel jump after our little tradition was somewhat lambasted on social media recently. Um, yeah, doing a good job to refute the very similitude of this somewhat pathetic criticism, Myers. There's a little love letter to Alfie May and then uh, also fantastic, the fantastic Will Dalton critiques the attire of various Charlton managers from Jose Riga through to Slade, Boyer and Jacko, plus much more. So yeah, it's, it's jam-packed, lots going on, lots of nostalgia uh, of, the, of the, the good times current and the good times past. So yeah, yeah. definitely recommend getting it out there. Yeah. Yeah, little club traditions like the tunnel jumps—they are—they aren't made for the social media age because there are little fun thing that we've been doing for twenty-five years or however long we've been doing it. It was, it was, it was since Powley was a player, I think that's when it, when I can remember it starting. But when it's shown to other people, it looks weird. It's like it's like it's like little family jokes and stuff. It's like if all of a sudden Carlisle started filming the fact they bring a stuffed fox onto the pitch every game, people would be going, "What are you doing?" And that's sort of what's happened with the tunnel jump. But yeah, Tom, Tom, what's your what's your next question, Mister Wallin? Yeah, looking ahead to uh, to Lincoln, I think we're level on points with them at the moment. Um, obviously, haven't won away yet, but I think and going back to something Lloyd said, you know, I think the Peterborough result a little bit unlucky, two draws under under Appleton. How was your opinion of of kind of how we go and get that first away win on on Tuesday night? Because it's not going to be an easy game. Yeah, agreed. And I think to my point earlier about us having that knowing at home, having that confidence of like letting the first half sit and then hitting them in the second I think you don't get that same luxury away and you're playing on other people's terms um I think that I think we're just going to have to rely on our attacking prowess to be honest and um while the defense is a little bit weak uh just go gung-ho and try and score as, as many as we can um Lincoln yeah good team probably should be beating someone like them but I'd also I'm not going to be sad if we draw um and 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 just and don't don't lose. I think keeping the winning streak, uh, the unbeaten streak going, is most important. Well, there we go, um, Tom. It, 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 we always ask ourselves about the like sort of team selection we want to do. Is there anything you desperately want to see change for Tuesday? The interesting point about the whole Tedich, you know, and, and, and TC on the wing, like some some could argue that. Tedich can hold the ball up maybe slightly better for maybe for an away game if we are just going to try and ping it long. He, he, he could be a better option again. It's sort of gone round in in a circle there. Which, which way do you see that going? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would like, like I say, if with the Nico injured now with the Tedich issue, I'd like to see um, 
I'd like to see him experiment with a few different combinations of how how the, the forward line could look. To your question earlier about the team generally, I think I'm pretty happy with how it looks. The only area I think left back Thomas isn't is pretty weak. I think yesterday he's probably our not bad, but he was probably our worst player by comparison. And I wonder whether we were discussing whether um in the pub last night whether you could put a Simway a left back if their if their right winger isn't actually is if their right wing is next level then maybe not. But if they're not then that might be a better option just to give us more going forward. And um, yeah, I don't really know what Thomas brings to the table other than blocking an Anike shot, I think, yesterday as it was heading in. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's being played out of position, as you say, does, doesn't help, I guess. But uh, he's a warm body that we can put in at left back at the moment, which, which, which is what, what he's been doing. Um, Tom, thanks so much for joining us as uh, this week's guest fan. Uh, we all look forward to the next uh, edition uh, of Mod Mag. That's what Andrew said as well in the chat. Looking forward to your uh, next issue. So yeah, thanks for your time this morning, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys around. Hopefully at the next FSA uh, awards dinner, if either of us get uh, get nominated. <laughs> for sure. Thanks everyone. Cheers. Good morning. There we go. That's Tom Brandhorst from the My Only a Desire magazine joining us as uh, this week's uh, guest fan. Absolutely excellent guest uh, as always, and uh, like I say, looking forward to the next uh, edition of the uh, magazine. Ben, so Richard said in the chat, looking forward to Tuesday. Uh, looking forward to Charlton's next game is something that I've been missing for a long time. And that's right. I mean, you, you mentioned it when we were speaking to Tom there about the, the difference a few results brings, you know, hasn't quite affected the crowds yet. You know, it's hopefully heading in the right direction. But it is big to actually be enjoying the football again, which isn't something we've had, we've, we've got to say too often over the last few years. And and yeah, if, if we can just put that that no away wins problem to bed, then that could be massive for us on Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's obviously something on our backs at the moment going into away games. Um, I think like the Stevenage game, I remember going to and um, we were on the back foot in the first half, came good in the second half. And obviously that's been the story of our season of late, isn't it? Just having that full performance. As you said, we only need a good 45-minute performance. Um, but it'd, it'd be nice to kind of just have a real stable performance and try and nick a win. Um, we know we've got a lot of goals in this squad now. I was thinking of the players that weren't even involved, like not even on the bench. You have Chem not even on the bench, Charlie Kirk, uh, Karoy Anderson, those kind of people. So, I mean, we mentioned it on Thursday, didn't we? The strength for competition in, in the squad at the moment is really pushing the, uh, these players on to be at their best. So, yeah, no, looking forward to the Lincoln game. Obviously, they're still without a manager. They, they got a win yesterday, I saw, away at Fleetwood. Um, so, again, like we said about the Reading game, we're against a side that obviously aren't doing too well because their manager's been sacked. So, let's try and get them early doors. I, I imagine Miles will probably be starting in that uh, front row. Um, I don't know if we've got any more injuries yesterday. Maybe someone like Fraser will come in. Um, if we've got a few tired legs, we've got him. Great to see Kamara come in yesterday. Real positive. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we have got a few little knocks. But as I said, we've got players ready to come in there and, and do as well. So, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, as uh, Ben mentioned, Mark Kennedy, the um, Lincoln manager, was sacked uh, before the weekend. Um, we, we had absolutely no sympathy for him, having uh, played for both Palace and Millwall. So I think he got everything he deserves there. But, um, yeah, they, they mixed bag of form. Uh, as you said, a one, uh, one away at Fleetwood yesterday. 
Uh, that was their first winning three. Um, lost at home to uh, Burton last time out at home. So, yeah, hopefully we can go there and, and try and make something. Hopefully it'll be better than the nil-nil there under Ghana last season, which was quite comfortably the worst game of football I've ever seen. Um, so hopefully, hopefully more than that. Looking forward to Tuesday. Uh, I'll be up there. I'll see everyone who's up there. Uh, there's there's some great commitment in the chat. Um, ND Miller is coming all the way over from... Ohio for the away game at Wigan next week. So, yeah, congratulations to him. I hope the lads will uh, give you a good performance as well. Right, we've run out of time on uh, this week's uh, Charlton Live. Uh, don't forget to check out our merch store, uh, by the way, charltonlive.hc.com. Uh, we're coming up to Christmas. Now's the time to get in there and have a look for your, your Charlton Live mugs for your nearest and dearest. I mean, that, that was the perfect present, I have to say, uh, for, for anyone. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, or our podcast uh, stream, wherever you find it as well, on all the usuals, Acast, um, Apple Pods, all that. Make sure you subscribe. Never miss another Charlton Live show. Give us a five-star rating as well. I've never asked for that, but you might as well, if you think it's if you think it's worthwhile. That might be a good thing if we have some of those at some point. Uh, we have got some already, actually. I'm very pleased with that. Um, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us in the chat uh, this morning. Really enjoyed your company. Massive thanks to Tom Brandhorst from ModMag, who was this week's uh, guest fan. And, of course, a big thank you to Tom and Ben, uh, for joining me this morning on your Sunday morning. It's always much more enjoyable after a big emphatic win. So thanks for your time this weekend. Cheers, lads. Thanks, guys. Good to speak to the pair of you. Right, I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, a Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. We'll be back on Thursday to look back at the game at Lincoln and ahead to the big test against Bolton Wanderers at the Valley next weekend. We shall see you then. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.